Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 54 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode 54 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If you're new here, hey, how are you? If you've been here before, thank you for rocking with me. Welcome to the party again. I'm so glad that we have a chance to connect again this week. I'm a little late with this episode. I normally would have had it up for a Sunday morning, but unfortunately just had some things come up and I've just been distracted. So I hope you guys don't mind if I'm a little late, but hopefully it's right on time when you receive this message. Um, Again, welcome to the Well Done Life podcast. You know the deal. The Well Done Life podcast is about building community. I mean, this is about creating a safe space for women to share our stories and learn from each other. So there is never a wrong time for us to join and there's never a wrong time for us to connect. And I'm just glad that we are creating this space together because We need you. We need each other. Safe spaces are hard to come by nowadays. So before I dig into this week's episode, I really want to make sure I send some good juju and prayers into the atmosphere for us all. We know that we're facing so much as a country, as a world, as a people, and I am truly from the bottom of my heart sending healing energy and love for everyone as we try to navigate our way through. It's tough out here, and a lot of people are fighting battles that you never know that they're facing. So please try to be as kind as you can to each other. I promise to send nothing but love and healing energy into it. Hopefully you will do the same. This is a time of revelation and you can't close your eyes to what you're seeing, but at least you can acknowledge it and resolve yourself to learn from it so that we're not always doomed to keep repeating the same cycles in life. And again, it's simple. We need everyone positively coming together to help us move forward and to create positive change. So this week, like I said, I'm a little late. I know Valentine's Day has passed, but I I wanted to talk about love this week too. I mean, um, it's, it's been a crazy week. And to say it's been a crazy week is an understatement. You have no idea how tough this is for me right now because I am so, 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 so distracted. But I still feel like this is something in my spirit that I need to talk about. And I didn't really know how to approach this when I actually was writing my show notes. So it's funny reading them now and thinking to myself, yeah, I still don't know how to approach this topic of love. But, you know, I think I've figured out an angle and I'm just going to put it out into the atmosphere and see what happens because, hey, it's rooted in love and you can never go wrong with love. So I know a lot of us are possibly, or some of us, are single like myself, and you may be kind of going through a lot of different emotions going into Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is like so not marketed to just be about embracing love. You know, it's just about you guys going out here. We're all supposed to buy a whole bunch of candy and expensive stuff, and we just talk about and show each other love just one day a week, one day a year, excuse me. And we all should know or hopefully know that love isn't like that, you know, and a lot of people, like I said, they may be single like me or they could be in relationships and situationships and complicated ships and entanglements. 
Um, of course, I, being the woman that I am, have to bring back that word entanglements. It's been a while since we've heard it, but it's just so funny and it makes me laugh. And I think right now we could all use a smile. But, you know, there's a lots of different feelings that can range from happiness to regret when we talk about love for some people. And that's okay. You know, love is, con- is, is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And again, you know, there are people who are in situationships, entanglements, and they might be feeling the exact same way, happiness or regret. I mean, it's just love is known to elicit so many different types of feelings. It's not like love is very straightforward in most instances. And so it can create a a lot of different feelings in people in even the most unorthodox situations. So, you know, I think one of the things that we kind of I'll forget when we talk about love or think about love that we want or the love that we're in, it all begins with us. And how many of us really know, like I mentioned earlier, what love really means? I mean, we're kind of fed a lot of commercialized things about it, but do we really understand what love means? So not what we think it means to us, but actually what it means. And many of us, um, when we think about love means to us, it's subjective. It's based on our experiences and emotions. But again, I'm talking about the true definition. And you guys know that I am a foundational kind of person. So I kind of went back to one of my favorite sources. You know who it is if you've been listening to this uh, podcast for quite some time. Um, Merriam-Webster is one of my favorite dictionaries of choice. So, of course, I had to go into it. And I actually looked up the definition of love because I said, hey, if we're going to start this foundation, let's really get to the root of what love is. And love, just like what I thought, has multiple meanings and which what we all knew. The first way that we think about love is in a form of a noun. And it is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Um, Maternal love for a child is an example. Or attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. Example, after all these years, they're still very much in love. Or it could be affection based on admiration, benevolence or common interest. Example, love for his old schoolmates. Um, Or it's an assurance of affection. Give her my love is the example. Warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion. Example, love of the sea. The object of attachment, devotion, or admiration. Baseball was his first love. A beloved person, darling, often used as a term of endearment. British uh, is also used as an informal term of address. Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent. Concern for the good of another such as the fatherly concern of God for humankind, brotherly concern for others, a person's adoration of God, a God, such as Cupid or Eros, or personification of love. An amorous episode, example, love affair. That's probably where entanglement, you know, that's the new (laughs) entanglement. That's the original definition. Um, The sexual embrace, copulation. A score of zero, as in tennis, capitalized. Christian science, God, at love, holding one's opponent scoreless in tennis, in love, inspired by affection. Then you flip it and you think of love as the verb. And it becomes then translative to hold dear, to cherish, to feel a lover's passion, devotion, or tenderness for, the caress, to fondle amorously, to copulate with, to like or desire actively, take pleasure in love to play the piano, to thrive in the rose, love sunlight, or to feel affection 
or experience desire. So basically, all of those things that I said are true definitions, but it just shows that love is just as fluid in its definition as we apply it to our lives. But for all of those definitions, there are so many ways that we don't really adhere to the definition of love. And I mean, let's talk about how no ma- nowhere in those definitions did it say to stay with people who don't serve you. And I don't mean serve you food or drinks. I'm talking about allowing people, um, allowing ourselves to stay in relationships or situationships or entanglements with people who aren't contributing positively to our growth as people. I mean, I know I can't be the only one who has made those mistakes where, you know, I allowed myself to love someone who just didn't love me or what I thought I loved. And they again, they still didn't love me. And... Or, you know, and that and those and all of us have been in those situations. We've all been with people or been in situations with people where we just are not served. And I also didn't see anywhere in that definition of love where it re- references that you should allow your vision of what you think love should be. And I'm doing air quotes around love or what it should look like to create a situation or relationship based on one-sided goals and perceptions. Now, that's a hard one to swallow for many of us because a lot of us, we kind of have gone into situations before where, you know, love is kind of blind for us and we just go all in, but we don't realize that the person hasn't even really stuck their pinky toe into the situation. So you're kind of giving everything to keep something going that never really even took off from the start. And that's a tougher one to deal with. I've been there too. And it's just one of those things where unfortunately, sometimes you have to pump the brakes and step back and look at yourself and think of why you're trying to project so much of your love on someone who is clearly not reciprocal. And, you know, I've heard before you have to love those that love you. And that's true. Just like you have to love yourself enough to see when someone doesn't feel it the same way that you do, you need to move on. And and, and it's not easy. But again, that's that's part of love. That's part of the game of it all. Remember, love is a game. It's even in the definition that it is a game at times. And you just have to kind of be careful of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, love is, uh, uh, the definition of love is fluid. It's just not blind, crazy, or stupid. I mean, a lot of times we act like it is. But again, is that really love? Or is that really just us putting our own personal feelings on things? And unfortunately, that's the part where we come in. Because Sometimes we can't help but manifest our desires onto other people, just like what we're talking about. We want what we want, and the heart follows along obediently. It's just a cycle of life. But as I have gotten older, I really have realized that maybe it's time to get clearer about what love is and what we want in our lives. I mean, we're living in the most transformative times in history. If we can start to see the world clearly, I mean clearly, clearly, because I don't know about you, but I feel like so many blinders have been kicked off. It's just like, if you're not careful, it can just make you sad in all the time by what we are constantly seeing. So if we can live in a world and clearly see that, shouldn't we be able to want to have love be clearly defined too? And it's not easy. It's not because a lot of times you wind up having to face truths about yourself that are very painful because remember, there is no one that has this love thing mastered. I don't care how many people you see on the internet 
who are looking like they are living the dream, it takes work. I mean, I remember my parents telling me that love and marriage is a 24-hour-a-day job. And someone is not always going to be happy with the pay and the benefits. But the desire to want to be together keeps you working at it. And I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes we get lazy on the journey. We don't want it. We don't want to put in a work. We think that we can pray that Sierra's prayer for another Russell Wilson and it's going to be all gravy. But that doesn't work that way. I'm sure Sierra and Russell Wilson work very hard to keep their marriage together. But I think part of that in an example, and I know that they do because I was watching an interview recently and I saw him say one of his biggest fears is to lose her. So that fear of being of losing her makes him work at that marriage, just like I'm sure vice versa. So again, it's, it's about work, but not a lot of us are willing to put in that kind of work. I mean, we have to, you know, keep letting that desire to constantly be together make it make you get through the journey because I could imagine that that journey is not easy because I'm sorry I don't have a husband and I don't have children but taking care of my mom and my sister truly shows me that when you bring other people into your situations in your life it's a lot and you your attention and your focus are pulled in so many directions so as a couple I can only imagine how tough it must be because then Both of you are fighting for your own sanity, for your own independence, but at the same time, you're fighting to stay together. It's a lot. So marriage and love takes work. But again, I think sometimes we just get so caught up in what we see that we forget about that and we just go ahead and get caught up in the sauce of what we see around us in entertainment, the glitz and the glory of love, but you don't realize that love is a battlefield ode to Pat Benatar there. If you've never heard that song, you should check that out. But at the same time, it is. It's a battlefield and not everybody's going to come out without scars. So you have to be willing to be resilient and be willing to fight for your love. And I think about that a lot because, you know, as I said, I'm single, but I do definitely desire to have someone in my life. Um, it's definitely not easy when you're you're trying to be open to that because, again, you do have to do the work. You do have to make sure that you're right from within so that you can attract the right person. And for me, I know that I have gotten feedback that I can give off energy like I don't need I don't need you. <laughs> Seriously. Or my other favorite I've been told is I give off energy where I don't want to be bothered. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that a lot of times um As women, when we are strong, when we are handling our business, when we are taking care of our families, when we are doing so many different things, and I don't care if you're married or not, you probably could still be giving off this energy, even if you're married or you don't need anybody. Um, And it can make people uncomfortable. And don't get me wrong. I don't think that that means that I have to diminish my energy. I think that means that I have to balance my energy where I have to understand, yeah, I do need someone. Because quite simply put, I do. Yes, I can do quite a bit of things on my own, and I have, but at the same time, doesn't mean I always want to. I want to be taken care of just like anyone else, but that means that I have to be open to creating a partnership. I have to be open to um, acquiescing my strength so that I can have a partner who can lift me up. Because I do agree, you have to let a man feel like a man 
But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I have to be lesser of a woman because you need to feel like a man. It's just about, again, establishing that partnership and being able to share that those sides of you. And I've heard feedback before, just kind of throwing this in, where I've heard people say, you know, oh, well, a partnerships, partnerships don't work in a relationship. I think that is the lo- biggest load of crap I have ever heard. I don't know how any relationship doesn't work as a partnership. Because I think the gentleman told me it was because it's never going to be 50-50. It's not about it being 50-50. That's where people get mistaken in a relationship. Partnerships meaning is that we push and we pull together. Yes, at times in that partnership, somebody might be carrying 60% of the weight. Hell, somebody might be carrying 70, 80% of the weight and dragging my sorry tail along where I'm only giving 20. But that doesn't mean that it's consistently that way. And if it's consistently that way, then we need to be in counseling so we can try to figure it out. But it means that we are both in this to win it meaning I'm willing to pull and push on you to get your best, just like you're willing to pull and push on me to get my best. And if anyone were to deflect to you and say that they don't believe in partnerships or that stuff doesn't last, you know what that that is? That is someone else's insecurity. When I look back at the gentleman who told me that, that was his insecurities because he just was unfortunately, I believe, never in a situation where he was able to work with a partner that he could lean on, that he could trust like that, that would have his back. Because there's a lot of strong women out here. And when we're put to the test, we can handle a lot. But we have to be willing to go the mile. So there maybe there's a time where you're not able to pull your 50% and I have to pull 60%. But if I love you and we're in the game together, then just know I've got your back and we're going to do this together. So again, it, it, it is about finding the right person. And it is about making sure that as a strong woman, you can acquiesce your strength. But it's at the same time making sure that you and your partner are in alignment, that you and your partner both have a vision for how this relationship should be. Don't let someone's insecurities come upon you to make you change who you are as a person, as a woman, for what you want. If that person is not capable of being open to you, they might not just be the right man for you. And that's something that you have to think about as you are moving through trying to decide if this person is going to be someone that you would want to be in a relationship with. And that's something that, unfortunately, is like I said, it is part of doing the work on yourself. Because yes, like I, I was mentioning, I do know that I can come across strong. But I have to be strong. I have a family. I'm, I'm the head of a household. I have to make sure that whoever I invite in my space is able to add to value to that situation. If you can't add value to the situation, you're wasting my time and I'm wasting yours and I can keep it pushing because I've learned how to make it on my own. It doesn't mean that I want to be on my own. It just means that unfortunately, my tolerance for bullshit is very low. And that means that at the same time, I know what I'm bringing to the table and I means I want a partner who knows exactly what he's bringing to the table too. And for those of us that are single listening to this, don't ever feel like that is a bad thing. When the right person comes along, they will be able to handle your strength. They'll be able to complement your strength and you will feel comfortable being able to acquiesce some of that strength to your partner because you've done the work on yourself. You know your parts, you know your areas that you need to fix and you need to adjust because you trust that you're bringing in the right person into your life. 
Now, that kind of might have sounded like a little bit of a tirade. It wasn't. It was just something that, again, I've been kind of working through, especially as I've I've continued to mature and age like a beautiful fine wine. It's important to make sure that you understand who you are and you dig into yourself because it's not easy, but it's just so important because again, remember, love begins and starts with you. So you have to do the work. And if you don't do the work, it is going to be virtually impossible for you to be open enough to have the right people come into your lives on a romantic level or even on a personal level because we all need to be able to use our discernment to know who the right people are in our circle at all times, and who can really feed into us. Uh, Because love is more than romance. Love is friendship. Love is family. Love is admiration. And you adore adoration. You want those people in your life that you can truly love. So I had to throw that in there. But like I said, this is a journey that I've been working on. And recently it's just been in my heart because I'm, I'm, as I mentioned in the last episode, I finished my Pathway to Peace course by Alexandra L. And a part of that with taking the time to get quiet and journal, it just allowed me to really tap into maybe how I have pushed love away from me by not standing in my light and by not being the strong woman that I can be. I was so focused on trying to be attractive to other people that I stopped being me. I stopped being the person that I I was. I was trying to fit in versus stand out. And all I did was allow myself to fade into the background. But I also, at the same time, I just became so consumed by all of the things that I was accomplishing and taking care of my family that my strength was just like a block. And I had to forgive myself for that. But I also had to make a concise effort to make sure I don't diminish myself. And at the same time that I allow myself to be open, knowing that I have discernment to know who should be in and who should be not. And I'll tell you another side thing with discernment. Discernment is very powerful in the sense that you do not have to fuss and fight with people. The right people will be in your life because that's just naturally how it's going to go. That's what you're giving out. You're giving out that positive energy. When people who are not supposed to be in your life feel that energy, that positivity, they will naturally exit. They will. They will just naturally exit because it's too much for them and they can't handle it or it manifests their own insecurities. And when that happens, you know what you should do? Let them go. Stop trying to pull people back in. That's what brings people around you that should not be around you. You're constantly pulling them back in. When they're gone, let them go. And yes, it may hurt for a moment. It may feel uncomfortable. But I promise you, if they were supposed to be there, they'll be there. They really will. And you will learn that. And, and, And maybe that's just something that's, you know, you are already discovering about yourself. But believe that. Because that is true. When people who are not supposed to be in your life feel this ne- this positive change, this power, this energy, they will exit. Just don't pull them back and you'll be fine. And like I said, that was something that I've had to work on and I am working on. And it's just it's a challenge because I, I'm you know, you want to make sure that your energy is right on all levels. And like I was saying, I think there's a lot of us who feel that way. So I wanted to make sure I shared that because it part of that is doing the work part of that is forgiving yourself 
part of that is tapping into your discernment. Part of that is standing still and dropping your walls. Because again, love is so complex on so many levels. So you have to just make sure that you have all of those things together. And again, like I was saying, there are so many things that we bring into relationships no matter what they look like. All of our experiences, even dating back to childhood, play a role in how we navigate this thing called love. You know, love is so much more than what we see on television and movies and books. It's as simple or as complex as we make it. Just take this time to define and get clear about what you want it to be. Because that's really what all of this is about. I mean, we're out here trying to build legacies and take care of our families while staying in our right minds. It's a lot. So it's okay that you understand you can't let everybody on this journey who doesn't add value. Because it's just how it has to be. And yes, our discernment can feel like a brick wall. But you know what? That just means that you have to wield it very carefully. Because you don't want to block out the people that are supposed to be there for you. So again, like I said, it's love is as simple or as complex as we make it. Just take that time to really focus on what you want, be clear, and stop allowing things that don't serve you in your life. Stand in your light and your strength. Know the trueness of your heart and soul is so beautiful that when it shines bright, it will be a drape so intoxicating that love will envelop you. You don't have to be afraid of it. You own your discernment, own your heart, own all of the things that you want for yourself. And it will be, and it will happen. And everything will work out. And you will be okay, for you are beautiful and you are light. And as that, you deserve the best. So stop doing things that don't serve you. Do all the things that will help you grow and be better and find love. That's what I want for you, for all of you this year. So yeah, like I said, I'm a little late. I was supposed to say happy Valentine's Day. So happy post-Valentine's, happy belated Valentine's Day. Because again, love is to me 365 days a year. So I think that love should just continue. I really want the best for each and every one of you. So kind of think about it and see what you can take from this message that can help you do something different this year, that can help you have love this year, because you are so, 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 so worth it. Thank you again for taking this time with me this week. I'm so sorry I was late. Like I said, it's just, it's been a week. I have a lot on my heart right now, but having this conversation really helped me feel a little bit better because it's nice to be wrapped in love. I need it right now so desperately. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, subscribe. All of my social information is in the show notes. I will talk to you all next week. Take care of each other. Show love to yourself and other people. Stand in your truth and light and be the beautiful person that you are. And we'll talk again next week. Bye-bye.